Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 29 of the Dusty Bender Podcast with Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Wellsy, it has been a while since we have been on. Yeah, if you look at the word hiatus in the dictionary, it's just going to be a picture of us next to it. That's how long it's been. I proceeded to break my thumb in the time being, and I'm just going to yeah. throw this out here. It's broke. Like, like really broke. <laughs> like, like, my, like, like me and my financial situation broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I mean, you're just getting married soon. Like, it's not like you need money, right? Oh, Christ. No comment. <laughs> no comment. But Seattle did me dirty. We'll say that. All right. All right. You had a good time up there? Yeah. Had a blast. You know, did a lot of drinking, watched the Mariners beat the shit out of, the, I think, the Angels. I don't even remember. I was pretty shit-faced. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there were some listeners there like, who's that fucking guy? And I got my dick hot <laughs> on, you know? Uh, but, you know, proceeded to have a nice, beautiful day on the lake, and, you know, it ended with a nice broken thumb. Nice. Yep. Thumb in the BH too hard. Nice. That's a, that's a, that's a podcast-related injury right there. Yeah, that's very true. I have never been injured doing a podcast until this one. Right. I was, well, I mean, that's, it puts you on long-term injured reserve and then send you down to the Musty Mites again, so. I just can't keep this kid healthy (laughs) this kid just continues to get hurt i'm like charlie mcavoy i'm gonna get a fucking bridge deal (laughs) you're the you're the mike you're the mike green of this podcast oh geez you know what and i wear those colors with pride Uh uh-huh uh-huh who doesn't who doesn't love a little mike green you know he's he's productive when healthy does he even know what the number 82 looks like is that what he is, 82? Well, that's how, that's how many games we usually play in a season. Oh, okay. Gotcha. God damn. Well, if I have to explain the joke, it's not funny. That's uh, that's true. That's God true. damn it. Okay. But yes, well, we took some time off, refreshed. What's that? Just with some with some time off, we're feeling refreshed. We're feeling good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, uh, we're moving right along. We are. We've got a wealth of things to talk about because we've been off the air for so long. Um, let's dive right into our NHL Seattle stuff. The big news, the big fucking cojona, Ron Francis, the new NHL Seattle GM. Ronald Big Dick Francis. Dude, Big Dick. It's it's in his Wikipedia page, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They, I, I don't know when Wikipedia started putting dick sizes on there, but he was probably the first one they, they put on. It's, yeah, it's an it important... It's an important stat, though. Like it's a, yeah. like it says, born, height, weight, and then dick size. And in parentheses, it says, can wrap around his wrist three times. <laughs> <laughs> Big old fucking dangler for that well, guy. Well, it's, I mean, they probably put it in there because it, it directly influences a lot of his hockey career. So um, we'll, just, we'll just have to uh, inform the listeners based upon this guy. Yeah, it gave him an advantage. It's the reason that he was a four-time All-Star, won two cups, is that big old schlong. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what they do for the we draft get, now, it, right? They just strip him down and, like, Jack well, Hughes. Well, he could use, it, had, he could know, use it as a second stick to assist to himself. Exactly. It's an advantage. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. 
That's what I said. I said good for him. Yeah. Well, and, you know, good for him. Ron Francis, the new GM of Seattle Zambonis. It's what it's he's the GM that they don't want but they deserve. Yeah, they didn't want him, but they deserved him. And they got him. That's that? that's all I can say on the matter is Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay, let's 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 get right into it. Let's talk about this guy. What do you think? What what's what are your initial impressions of Ron Big Dick Francis? I am extremely torn. So this is this is something that concerns me a little bit. Um, okay. Look, this okay. guy had a great career, great playing career. We've seen other GMs come in who were who were you know previous players and do well. Uh, you know, Iserman, Sackick, um, you know. And so, I mean, it can be done, but he has little to no GM career. Um, you know, I, I do like what he was doing down there in Carolina, and I think it's something that has been brought up multiple times that he kind of, you know, crafted the team that is Carolina now. Um, but once you start digging, I mean, he really, you know, he, he wanted to build through the draft. He didn't want to bring anybody in. Um, and so I'm just not sure where that translates into an expansion team. So I'm a little hesitant. Um, but look, every, every person that talks about him, they got no dirt on him. Um, you know, he's, it just, he sounds like a class A guy and that's, that's exactly what you need. I mean, that's, that's what, a you know, a, a, a new team needs is just a guy that's going to come in and put smiles on and put asses in seats and sell beer. So. I mean, he did have. So you you met you hit it right on the head in the first part. He had he played twenty three seasons in the NHL for the Hartford Whalers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes, and Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, the bulk of that was with uh, Hartford, I believe, and the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he won his Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I mean, you could put that. I mean, those early nineties teams with the Pittsburgh Penguins, you could fucking stick anybody in there and they're gonna win the stanley cup is that lemieux that's lemieux's time that was i think that was lemieux and yager oh jesus yeah i could have fucking won with them yeah that's i mean you could put anything out but they did uh, he he was like the third man of that kind of thing from what i've what i've read and Mm -hmm. he seems like uh, everybody says that he was you know irreplaceable very helpful because he played i mean he played with those guys he was their line mate so I mean, there's got to be something to it. Um, he went to the Stanley Cup Finals with the Hurricanes. Ended up losing to my Red Wings. Mm. But uh, I mean, he's got a successful. You know, he's got a he's got a great resume of leadership, especially with the Hartford team. Uh, went to Toronto just it, it, you know his last ditch route at the end of his career to try to win the Stanley Cup again. Or yeah, uh, again. So. Um, but no, I mean he jumped around, retired in two thousand four. Um, Francis stood second all time in career assists behind only Wayne Gretzky, fifth in career points. So, I mean, that's easy to do considering all he had to do was pass the puck to fucking Mario Lemieux and Yamir Yager. Well, yeah. But it, I mean, it's still impressive. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not taking anything away from his playing career, right? The guy, the guy could play hockey. Um, I'm just this is this is a huge role. This is 
the you know the realistically the last expansion that the NHL is going to have, right? This is 32 yeah. teams. This is literally perfect. Um, you know, from here on out, teams are probably just going to move to places. So this is the last expansion I think we'll see. Um, you know, when are they going to get to 64? I don't know, just, you're not going to mess with the number 32. At least for a while. I mean, there's no. you have to keep it at even numbers. And, uh, I mean, unless a team makes a strong put. I know there's a huge movement in Quebec City for that kind of shit. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to do it. It'd be kind of they'd be kind of like the Green Bay Packers of the NHL because they'd be a very small market. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, like you said, we the NHL doesn't like that they have an odd number of teams right now. So, yeah. um, no, you're right. Uh, so okay, let's talk about Francis's what what matters most his management career. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically can it all consists of stuff with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he right. assumed director of hockey hockey operations position with the carolina hurricanes in june 2011 and then he was named general manager of the team in 2014 and he held that position until march the gm spot 18th when he was made president of hockey operations and then terminated in same year right um yeah, so, I mean, I did some digging. I was, you know, we, we both were like kids on it's our birthday party and, you know, there was, everybody was bringing us presents or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. it was just the excitement to even have the GM, and that's that's sad. It's sad that that's what we get excited for nowadays. Uh, bingo next week! Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, I did a, I did quite a bit of digging on this guy, and 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 look, he, you know what he did in Carolina, um, I, just a lot of analysts and and writers and things like that kind of put it as this like mediocre time there, um, and, and it's just it's sad that it you know in the in the what four years that he was there or whatever, um, you know they didn't they didn't really do all that much um but he drafted some of these players that you know th- that this team is going to look to build on in the next couple years right um sure obviously his biggest one's going to be sebastian ajo but you know looking looking back at like a lot of the trades that he made and things like that uh you know nothing nothing really jumps out like he he was dedicated to rebuilding through the draft and that's completely fine i think i think we've seen teams you know, uh, you know, do those kind of rebuilds and things like that. I think that's fine. Um, the only concern for me there is, you know, when do you pull the trigger and go, okay, I have the young guys. Let me see if I can bring in some, some you know, goal scorers and, and some shutdown defensemen from free agency and, you know, make that push, make that fucking next step instead of not even really being a, a bubble team for a lot sure. of those four years, you know what I mean? Like he, they were, they were basement dwellers and like, you know, we look at this team now and it's like, okay, you know, they could push now. Um, and so you can see that and it sucks that he didn't see that. Uh, but the expansion is a whole different beast. You're, you're, you're hundred percent right on that front in the sense of d- judging his past GM experience kind of goes to what you think of the Car- Carolina hurricanes progress. Now, do you think right. that, you know, I mean, fuck, they made it to the Eastern Conference Final. Do True. you think that that's a fluke, like, kind of like the Ottawa Senators did that one year? Or do you think this is something to build on and this team actually has got a chance, you know, with 
with, like you said, a move for some veterans and some stay-at-home defensemen and some actual like moves for some big names, with those additions, do you think this team is actually a contender? Um, I, I could argue, I will argue this, regardless of whether or not you think last year was a fluke, Carolina is definitely better now than they were when he took... So last year's success was the team that he put together, essentially. So sure. he deserves credit for that. Now, can that success carry on, or was last year a fluke? Uh, I think that's still I think that's still up in the air. I don't know if you can necessarily tell... I don't think you could sit here and tell me right now that Carolina is predicted to do just as well as they did last year. Right. But... But, I mean, there's definitely credit where credit is due. He definitely brought that team out of, you know, low to mid standings. That is, I mean, that's that's very true. Um, you know, it just, I think, I think a lot of that gets muddied because the season that he leaves is when they do well, right? Correct. So, you're, I mean, Correct. you know, anyone's going to look at that and they're going to go, okay, the second he left the floodgates opened and they, you know, they made the playoffs. Like what happened here? Right. Like where's, where's the, the factor that came into play where, you know, this happened and, Oh, it's Ron Francis leaving. Right. So I think he gets a bad rap with that. Could um, be. I, yeah. But I think, I think if you apply that logic to say, like, look at the Tampa Bay lightning, like this year, I don't think, well, maybe that's a bad example because they got swept in the first round, but they had the best season that they've ever, you know, like one of the best seasons since the Red Wings uh, in the late 90s. And I don't think anybody's giving credit to the new GM. Like they're get, like that's Steve Eiserman's team, even though he's still not with them. True. Yeah, very true. Um, I think Eiserman did more through trades, though. So that's that's for uh, me. That's where the that's where the big difference is, is like, oh, sure. You sure. Know, Francis, I think in kind of looking through his trade list and th- and things like that since he got in there. Um, yeah. A lot of just not necessarily bad trades, but trades that really didn't matter, right? Sure. So there's only really two that stuck out to me on that entire list. Um, I, there, I, I read a bunch of articles of like, here's the, here's the trades that Ron Francis made that were good, and here's the trades that Ron Francis made that were bad. Look, all except for these two were mediocre, right? Almost sure. 50-50, but literally didn't matter for any, other, any, any team, right? So Carolina or the team they were trading with. The only two sure. trades that he made that really, you know, stuck out to me as like uh, one's a stinker and one's the reason, in my opinion, that Carolina even made the playoffs this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll start with the shitty one so that the so that the, the good one starts. Sounds good. Uh, darling for a 2017 third round pick. Our, our darling, Mr. Scott Darling. So that is God, that's he could he could use some time with Jake Allen's mom. That that's for a, sure. That is a steaming pile of shit trade. <laughs> and at the time, I mean, there's flies everywhere. At the time, Darling did he did have a decent season with Chicago that first year, um, but they overpaid him. They brought him in. They third round pick is even too high, and that's sad to say. Um, you know, like this was this was a. Uh, he's uh, being piled. I will, I will be devil. I agree with you, but I'll give devil's advocate on the sense that I don't think anybody could have predicted that Darling would have fallen that hard. Like he, That's he true. had when he yeah. did appear in Chicago, he had solid showings. When but when he got to Carolina, when he didn't have an All Star team in front of him, 
he crumbled. Like he was like you and I could have gone out there and had better games than he did. Like I I remember watching some of his highlights and it he looked like a street hockey goalie who didn't know where the posts were. <laughs> he had to he had to slap him with his stick to remind himself where they were. I mean, like he was just so out of position, and he looked so awkward in the goal. I mean, it was just, I. So yes, I mean, on the that's that's the credited thing. Like that's yeah. that falls on him. But I don't. I will give it in the sense that it was a bold move to begin with because they were they. Carolina has tried to replace Cam Ward so many times, and I I think they were hoping that they were going to go young. This guy was promising. Chicago couldn't pay him, and but you're, you're I mean you're right. At the end of the day, it's a bad trade because we know what Scott Darling is now. Like he was trade fodder just recently to Florida, and he got bought out. So yeah, I mean, but even even at the time of that trade, I think there's you know Darling ha- Darling played that season, right? Yeah. And from what I remember, I mean, he really wasn't like he was doing good in the AHL, but that season, I don't think he had had any kind of like a you know, okay, this kid is actually going to do something. Um, if I remember right, I, uh, I could be completely talking out of my ass here. I want to say he was like almost an ECHL project goalie. Could have been. So I'd have, Could've we'd been. have to double check that. But like that to me, that just tells me, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. This, this could almost just be Ron Francis trusting his scouts too much. Right. So sure. this could be Ron Francis, you know, trusting his analysts and his scouts and things basically saying, like, look, this guy's going to come up and be good, right? And he just goes, okay, I'll trade for him, whatever. Um, sure. So, you know, that you know, we take that with a grain of salt, but – and it definitely helps that we know what Scott Darling is now. Um, but, right. You know, that's – and that's – but that's his biggest stinker, right? And every GM has a stinker, um, you know, a, a nice a nice fucking uh, – I don't have anything nice to say about Scott Darling and, and not talking about pieces of shit. So, um, yeah, I can't. You know, there is nothing. He is he is a pile. But you know, looking at that and then looking at the the best trade, I think um, you know a bunch of other mediocre ones. But I think his best trade that he made, he got Tuvo Teravainen. He you know a second round pick. That's what I think Tuvo was was a second round pick. So that's fine. Third round pick for Scott Bickle, uh, not that year's draft, but the next year. Um, you know, it's relatively even, but you're getting a player, right? You're getting an established player. You're getting a player who Tara Vine, I think, had even 70-something this year with, with Ajo. And, uh, you know, Carolina was more of a rel- well-rounded team, right? So, I mean, um, sure. you know, look, getting 70-plus 70, 70 points out of a guy that, you know, was that that you traded for a second round pick? That's pretty fucking good. So, um, you know, that's that's the stuff that I like to see from a GM. And uh, you know, and it it's not fair to Ron Francis to compare him to Vegas, but look what Vegas has been doing. I mean, Vegas got fucking stone. Um, you know, they just yeah, let's, they, yeah. Slight so slight detour on that. Do you, I mean? with the high standards that Vegas set. Like, we're not... I'm not going to say Seattle needs to make the Stanley Cup final, but I think are there expectations of them to at least make the playoffs? I think... I think because we, like, so recently had an expansion draft, I think there's a very good chance that they'll battle for a wild card. So we saw the success of that expansion draft and how, you know, how... 
you know, realistically, I think analytics and a lot of things go into picking that team that, you know, I think them battling for a wild card spot is completely reasonable, right? Um, okay, yeah. So, you know, but going to the Stanley Cup Finals, I fucking hope so. But oh, that'd be great. Be real, but, I mean, you know? that, that's I think that's a tall order. Like, I don't even it think – after Vegas went to the Stanley Cup Final the first year, I don't even think people were saying, like, oh, well, they're, they're going to make it this year. I think that was kind of more – it was a miracle run, and I think – we could we could we could talk about the controversial nature of how Vegas got kicked out last year or this year until we're blue in the fucking face. Hmm. But um, uh, no, I, I just I, I think Seattle. I don't think they're going to be held to that standard. I think I think maybe making playoffs will be a positive, and it will show that Ron Francis is in a like he went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, I feel like it. They're not. No one's going to hold it against him. Yep, I completely agree, and I think. I think that's why Ron Francis, uh, you know, like like I said, like I was I was very fifty fifty on him, right? So a part of me does look at his draft picks and go, okay, if they make the playoffs that first year, uh, you know, Ron Francis can still draft, right? Sure, he's you know he's still you know it, it, a lot of these players haven't quite made it up yet, but they haven't had a ton of super high picks. Um, and you know, it's not like this year's draft or next year's draft where the draft is like stacked through the first round. Right. So some of these players actually even making the NHL, um, you know, first round picks, you know, yes, there's a good, there's a lot better chance that they're going to make it. Um, but until recently, you know, first rounders, first rounders have, have more or less been kind of a project, right? Even, even first rounders. And that's, that's saying something. Um, right. So, you know, looking at a lot of these guys that, that they that he did draft, um, you know, fuck, they could, you know, if Carolina goes, hey, this wasn't a fluke last year, make the playoffs again. Uh, some of these young kids that just went and won the Calder Cup, I mean, look, guys like Jake Bean and, and Martin Neckes and stuff like that, they, I mean, they, they know how to win. And so, oh, I, you know. I personally do not think there's, I mean, they've got, Carolina has got a solid AHL team. Yep. They've got a great I mean, their forward group is not bad. Their defensive core is is great. I think the only question mark there is their goaltending. Yep. But and and I think was Francis wasn't involved with the with the Mrazic Mechelhaney combo, was he? Um n- yes he was, I think, because he I'm pretty sure he brought in Mrazic at, like right before, so I think okay. that was like All that right. was like later in the season, 2018 is when that happened. I think. Okay, so maybe he was involved with that, and I and that's so. and that's not bad. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think um, last year, especially, we're starting to get to this new mentality in in the NHL. Which, by the way, before I say it, I'm total fan of. We're starting to realize that it's not a goalie that's going to play 70 games and then the backup's going to pick up 12. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, kudos to Marc-Andre Fleury and stuff like that, those goalies that are marathon goalies that pick up, you know, 70, 75 games, 60 games even. But I think the more modern-day NHL is even, I mean, even your starting goaltender, he's only going to play maybe 55% of your games. Mm-hmm. Maybe sixty percent because I think they're starting to see that if you have a decent one-two combo, you can rest these guys. 
Yeah, my only issue with these one-two combos, and this is kind of going off topic a little bit, you have to sure, have go a number. You have to have a number one. You have to. Sure. There's just there's. Sure, there's. I mean, there's those games where you've got to pull out a win, or when you get to the playoffs, like you've got to have a guy that's like solid, like knows he's going to be the number one. Right. But that being said, I think most goalies nowadays, especially with the workload. I just feel like you know, having a goal, having a goalie like Henrik Lundqvist play that many games or Flurry, it's just not. It, I think teams are starting to notice that it takes a toll on the players. Oh yeah, perfect example is Bobrovsky. Yes, right. He plays fucking sixty plus games a year. He gets to the playoffs and he's like, dude, I literally fucking got us here. Like, I put right. the team on my fucking back, and nobody else really even helped me. Um, yep. You know, so then he gets tired, and he was shitty in the playoffs. And um, that's a whole other thing with Florida, but I think they're going to run into that this year, unless this Montanchabo or whatever the fuck his name is. Montembal. Montembal. That's um, Florida with Bobrovsky. Yeah, I mean, he, he showed promise. We, we could talk about Florida when we get to that division preview. Yeah, um, but... Ron Francis, so look, um, you know, I, I I completely see why they give, they're giving him a chance. He can, you know, he's been successful in his playing career. Um, you know, in relativity, his GM career has been short, but somewhat successful. I mean, you know, you look at, you, you know, I can only pull out two trades that were, one was good and one was shitty. Um, the rest are mediocre. I mean, you know, he, that's much better than, one good trade and the rest shitty, right? So I mean, right, right. You know, which, which, who, who fucking knows? But, um, you know, and then his draft picks really from 2015 to 2017 look pretty fucking good. So, you know, this guy could come in and yeah, you know, be be really good yep. for this team. No, there's I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. I think Francis. I so overall, I'm gonna say this is probably a B B plus pick i i don't yep. think this is not a bad pick by any means um do i think that there were probably better options that they probably could have gone at like like maybe i'm a little biased here but i think ken holland would have been pretty good at the helm yeah um i think Ron Hextall would have been good too hex would have been fine too yep. um but this isn't this is by in no means a bad pick like i would have like a bad pick would have been peter shirelli like that would have been a bad pick. Come on. What's that? <laughs> Come on, he would have been great. Yeah, okay, and then and then he immediately trades for Milan Lukic. Which that's a whole other ordeal. He just he did get traded. Yeah, I mean, I, we didn't really we didn't really work in, but we real quick we can touch on that. He got so Milan Lukic went to He's going to Calgary while James Neal's going to Edmonton. Who do you think won? I I hate to say it, but I think Edmonton won a fucking trade for once. I think it's hilarious. These are two huge uh, rivals, and they just traded I like just, two old bags that like maybe could come out of their twilight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I mean, this is I, for me that trade was just all like now all year they can just say. <laughs> Oh, Lucci We've just got, lining up against fucking Neil. Like, who gives they're a just shit? Ta- they're, just ta- they're just talking to each other. It's like, hey, I've got this horrible fucking growth of a cancer on my team. It's like, hey, I've got one of those too. It's like, hey, do you want to trade cancers? Hell yeah, let's do it. 
see for me it's the opposite it's like each gm is trying to fucking win one over on the other gm like they're just right more, okay. like they're just arch enemies and they're like dude no uh you know like lucic's <laughs> numbers weren't great but like dude this guy <laughs> like this guy can change your team they're just shit-faced <laughs> at a bar <laughs> you know he could you know he could, you send him out there he can protect johnny hockey you know Look, Johnny Hockey is small, right? And Lucic is not. So <laughs> you want to make this trade? <laughs> yeah, I, I I, mean, I think, yeah, Ken Holland, I mean, it's weird to see Edmonton making a good trade for once, but Ken Holland, I think, won this trade. Like, I James agree. Neal had a bad year for sure, but you could easily chalk that up to him just not fitting in with Bill Peters or the rest of the Calgary team, whereas... Lukic is a bad hockey player. Like he's, he is up the he like I think I saw the list of most, or not most worst contracts in the NHL right now, and Milan Lukic is right up there with like Justin Abelkader on the Red Wings. Okay, did they keep any of his contract? Like, did they keep any of his pay, or was it just straight up Neil's contract for fucking Lukic's contract? I don't know, to be completely honest. Mm. I think there was some salary retained, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Neil, I think Neil got over to Calgary. They gave him like somewhat of a shot, and then they were like, "Oh, he's fucking washed up fourth line." You know what I mean? Calgary was I just, like, I, I, "I think he's just not going to work." So some other analysts, they they put it like this: like Neil got there hoping that he was going to be on the first line. He'd be like that third line seasoned veteran that was skating with johnny hockey yeah. and then and and kachuk but then lindholm comes in from carolina and just tears it up so then there was really no natural spot for him to go yeah and that that worries me a little bit about like this trade in general but like that does worry me a little bit about neil is like that entitlement you know like that I, then at that point that gets in his way right yeah, that does worry me a little bit, but I think talent-wise, like what he can provide to a team, um, you can put Neil on a fucking first. I mean, you can put Lucic on a first power play, but literally his job is to like go get cross-checked in the fucking lower back from some giant defenseman every game. <laughs> like that's literally his power yeah. play, like what he does. Yeah, that's like eighty percent of the time that's his, and then every once in a while he'll throw in a cup check too. Well, yeah, and then hit a goalie, and you know. Um, I will, I will never, ever forget. It's ingrained. It's like burned into my brain. Like it, it was the last time the Red Wings and the Boston Bruins met in the playoffs, and Lukic came up behind Abelkader, which is very appropriate for what we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. and just two handed him right through the legs up into the fucking nuts. And I just, I, I still, will, I'll never forgive him to this day. I, I think, I think Abelkader is completely overpaid. And he is not a first, second line player like he has been, but he didn't deserve to get fucking two handed in the nuts by Milan Lukic. I mean, does anybody? Well, actually, I can tell you a few guys from my playing day that definitely deserved it from me. Oh, okay. Dude, I castrated so many bulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope one of them's listening. I'm, I was going to say, I remember our goalie. That was his signature move. Ugh. And from goalies, it hurts so much more. They have so they have just way too much diameter on those sticks. <laughs> like you know, it's not about length; it's about width. That's right. It's all girth. It's all girth. It's all girth. 
And theirs are sharp. Oh, yeah. Hey, they get you oh, at yeah. that bottom. They'll, they'll split a nut, dude. You have your fucking little raisin rolling around on the fucking ice, dude. Uh, that's a lot of dick and ball talking. Maybe this one should be called dick and ball. Dick and balls, or it's it's all girth. It's all girth. <laughs> God damn it. What were we even talking uh, about? Uh, that we trade, yeah, about. fucking Edmonton won it for yeah. sure. For sure, Easily. for sure. Um, so let's let's jump back to Seattle real quick. Um, okay. So we talked about Francis a little bit, but he recently said in one of his inter- uh, exit interviews after he was uh, mentioned that – let me read the quote here. Uh, quote, it's my understanding we'll hopefully get a name out the first part of 2020, and hopefully with that will be some colors as well. Hmm. That's all I have on that subject. It's never fucking What's happening. That? They're literally like, they're gonna show up to the fucking expansion draft. They're gonna be like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys know? Like, does anybody know? We'll just vo- we'll just vote. Like, they'll be like, what do you guys think? And with the first pick of the expansion draft, we select Jimmy Boy, who can tell us what our <laughs> colors and our logo are. Jimmy, come on up here. They're like. What? fuck dude like dude ron get your shit together just fucking i don't understand i I, like i mean i get that what they're probably dealing with in like the marketing aspect is this you've got probably one half of the group that's like look we want to set ourselves aside from the rest of seattle and we want something unique uh away from the city and then you've got another group half of it that's like Every team here is fucking blue and seafoam green. Like, we've got to do that. Plus, there is like nine teams in the league right now that use red as a primary color. <sighs> so true, too. So, it, so to build on that, a lot of NHL Seattle fans have been. So you, I showed you earlier before we started the podcast the the picture of the Zamboni. The Zamboni's gone viral among people who have been following this the zamboni is now like fire engine red with like a light blue and black and white and a lot of people are thinking that i mean it's on a zamboni so it's got to be official now right this is just straight fucking media look at this shit this guy's driving the fucking zamboni down the fucking road so it's gotta be it's gotta Uh. be it's gotta be right you know come on it's gotta be yeah, no, those have to be the colors. The guys so, out here fucking I... resurfacing the sidewalk. It's got to be that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking My, yeah, you definitely can't change. Like, that's that's definitely permanent. Like, you can't change the colors on the Zamboni. Um, my point is this. First off, you look at that red. That is not the red that we started with. Like, that first NHL Seattle, like, website and shit. Like, we were talking about salmon pink red now we're looking at like fire engine red well this is what it originally was this was the original colors for nhl seattle and then they changed it to that fucking salmon because someone somewhere said it should be pink and fucking light green or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) i don't give a shit about that anymore but uh, fuck yeah, I, this is straight fucking media. Like, this is literally a fucking poor excuse for them, for one, 
for one, it's a great excuse for the Zamboni driver to literally fucking drive the Zamboni down the middle of the road. That's a great excuse. Yep. If I was a Zamboni yep. driver still, I would fucking do this in a heartbeat. Uh, on a second, this is literally like, so the one I'm looking at, the one you sent me, or, or the one I yeah. looked up, 66 people liked it. So, yeah. for me, if 67 people liked it, would they go, these are the colors? Or is 66, like, too low, you know? And they're like, damn, maybe we should do the fucking salmon. Maybe we should do yeah. back to salmon. I, this is such I just, petty ass. That is my thought on it. That is my thought on it. I am not... I'm not... I, I'm not against red. It's just I feel like that's so unoriginal. There are so many other teams in the league that use fucking red right now. Like, we've got to – even – like, Seafoam Green and Blue would be unique. Like, I'm not saying, like, we copy the fucking Seattle Seahawks and the Mariners and the Sounders, but, like, at least stay in that ballpark because I – in the NH like, the Golden Knights did a good job. That is unique. Yep. No other team uses gold. No other team has that gray – that that is a unique fucking color, and even them have like a have like red for the third color or whatever. Do they have so, a third jersey? What's that? Do they have a third jersey? The Knights? No, no, no. So like on the Golden oh. Knights jersey. So like if you look at it, like it's primarily gray. You've got gold on the sleeves, and there's like little red like outlines. Yeah. I just got one for my birthday. What's that? I'll give you three guesses on the player name that I got. So I got a Golden Knights jersey for my birthday. Okay. Three guesses on the player name. Go. It's. Uh, wait. So like, uh, do one do one to... guess and then I'll and then I'll give you a hint. Flurry. No, it's not a goalie. God damn it! Oh. You should have. You should have. Because then I would have narrowed it down for you. Right. Right. Sorry. Um. Oh, it's got. Um. I mean, fuck. Uh, player Reeves. Not Reeves. Okay, so this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a really good clue. Let's see if you get this. He came over in. He came over during the expansion draft, not necessarily in the expansion draft. From my favorite team, Car- Carlson. Ooh, eh, eh. Shea Theodore. So Ducks basically said you can have Shea Theodore. And I think they gave him oh, a pick. Okay. If they wouldn't take any of the other D. Gotcha. Okay, that's um fuck is his name. It's not Colin Miller. Hmm? It's not Miller, it's No it's Shay, is it Schmidt? No, it's Shea Theodore. I just told you. Oh it's Shay <laughs> Oh it's Shea Theodore. Sorry, so sorry. Um I thought you said it's I thought you said he skated with Shea Theodore. Oh no no no. Yeah, so but uh, like a a third like a gold third for the Knights would be fucking nasty, and I would have to get that. They, I just am collecting jerseys. I think I've been watching. I've been I've been trying to follow and get that, and I'm thinking it's going to be that Vegas gold from our college days, mm-hmm. and I'd be, I'd be pretty pretty stoked about that. I didn't. I wasn't quite there anymore. I miss the gold jerseys. <sighs> God damn it! We had gold jerseys when we played. I didn't have them. Oh, that's right. We didn't. We, I literally so after. like do you know the story behind the gold jerseys? This is way off topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they came from your Alaskan team. Yeah, I fucking sent our third jerseys from my high school Alaskan team to uh, Mr. Bear, 
and he fucking sent them in and got them made. There you and go. They look good. Well, dude. they them, them fuckers look good. Yeah, well, they the rest of the team fucking hated them. Apparently, they were too heavy. Oh Jesus, they're all fucking slow. <laughs> not Slowed them down. Not in the like special needs term. <laughs> Notice how I got closer anyway, to the mic for that. Yeah, they cha- they changed them up. They changed them up now. I think it's like black and gold. God, just make them fucking pink, bunch of pansies. Bunch of pansies. Where are we at? Um, what are we even talking about? Zambonis. I don't know. We were talking. We were talking about colors. Um, let's see here. What? What, what I, time I, are we? You at know right what? Now? I'm. Look, the like Boston. Boston doesn't do that, and that's fine. Like the hockey team has the black and gold, black and yellow, and Patriots are that kind of red and blue, and Red Sox are red and blue, and you know. What else is over there? Soccer? Is that a fucking... Oh, and Celtics are green and whatever. So, like, I mean, it's right. it's been done by, like, cities that have had success. But, I mean, you look at, like, Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh does something like that, and I think it's cool. You know, it unifies the city. I mean, it doesn't matter what... You know, you, you, know, you could be wearing a fucking Sounders jersey, and, you know, you go to a, a Seattle Sockeyes game, and... You're, you fit right in. Nobody gives a shit. Same colors. Sure, sure. No, I'm 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 all for being unique. Like I don't hate that at all. I think that that I think an expansion team should be unique. I don't think they should yeah. just blend in. But I think I think even salmon red is still not that far away from Carolina red. I mean, it's and there's just there's so many teams in the league that use red. Yeah. It's just not original. I feel like. I feel like you've got better luck to ha- creating a unique identity following in the steps of the other teams in the area. I'm not n- necessarily saying I like those colors per se, but I don't I, I mean fuck use a color that's not used in the league. Like I'm not not advocating for purple, but no one uses purple. The old Kings did. Oh, they did they did for a little <laughs> while and that didn't go over well. Yeah, gosh. Back when the league wasn't bunch of pansies yeah boy that's true isn't it yeah well and so i think i think you're right Ed. so but i think the difference between seattle team and the vegas team is there's already a city where every single team there is that that color scheme right and so sure. the benefit of being that color scheme is you're basically saying like hey you're a fan of uh mariners you're a fan of the seahawks you're a fan of the sounders Look, we're the same. We're, we're the same thing, you know. We're we're also Seattle. Like we we're part of this city. Like come see us play, and I think there is yep. a benefit to that. So um, I wouldn't be against. I hate, I don't really like their salmon colors. This black, red, and white. I would be a little more inclined. Like anything's better than the fucking pink and the mint green. Um, yeah, you know, so I mean, they could they could do fucking hot pink, purple, and silver, and I'd be like, well, it's not fucking salmon. Uh huh. Well, I don't know about that's. I think, you know, if my life was on the line, I'd probably pick salmon actually. But <laughs> <laughs> luckily, you know, no cartel is holding a gun to my head right now for me to choose. Right. But that you admit anyway. That I admit. These fucking dogs. I don't know what they're doing. They look sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
We don't even know where we are. What's going on? Uh, we've got we've totally gone off the rails. We're we're supposed to do a division preview today. Do you still want to do that? <sighs> um, yeah, I do. It's been three weeks. We can spend. We can. We won't just. We won't spend as much time. Maybe we do something shitty like the Pacific. <laughs> we switch it up. <laughs> we were gonna do the Central, but you know we don't have quite enough time. Maybe you know we can just jump over to the Pacific. Well, nobody fucking knows. Yeah, <laughs> just move on. Pacific three four. All right. Uh, let's see here. Ducks, Coyotes, Oilers, Kings, Canucks. Y'all suck. You miss the playoffs. Mm. All right. Moving on to the teams that we care about that will make the playoffs. Here we go. That we care about. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now you're really putting me on a fucking on the spot. All right, so the no, Golden no, Knights. I was just giving shit. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, we can jump to the um, Pacific. I'm okay, okay with that. I, I'm down with Pacific. Let's do it. Okay. This is gonna hurt me a little bit. Sorry. Uh, uh, let's. Okay, so well, I mean, alphabetical order. We're gonna start with the Ducks, and I'm sorry, they're not gonna make the fucking playoffs. Uh, God. Okay, Ducks. Though I do have a question for you on this, and I. I Ducks is funny, okay. so I, I so I have a Reddit account like everybody in the fucking entire world. Sure. That is anything that means anything to anybody in the entire world. And sure. I got into it with some Ducks fans on the Ducks Reddit account a couple days back. And so I do have a question for you. And I know we've talked about it before, but I want to hear your honest opinion because I'm curious to see, like, comparatively to what these other people were saying... Uh, where you okay. stand on this issue. So Okay, go for it. What so the original thought was Ducks fans are shitty because they hated Corey Perry for the last four years. So th- that's that's a very broad summary of what was said. But you can okay. see why I was pissed. Right? So okay. but let me ask you this. Was buying out so I'll start with this. Let me was buying out Perry the right move? Yes. Yes. The last, I, the last. So I agree with you. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why. Let me. I'll walk. Go for I'll it. go into this a little bit, which I didn't actually do in my argument here. Wellsy pot pie. Okay. Gives a shit. Um, look, he was in a not a not a drastic decline, right? People people were saying people were arguing that he had a knee injury. And that's the reason that he was declining relatively significantly over the last four years. Um, So I do get that, right? So if you're playing with an injury, you're going to decline. But he would have got that shit fucking fixed year one, right? He wouldn't let that last for four years to where that last year, last year, he came back and had, what, like fucking 13 points or some shit like that. So I don't don't buy it. I don't buy that. He was declining. He hit his peak, and he declined real fast, right? That's that's my opinion on that. Um, Another side of that, the Ducks are a smaller market team. They're not as big as L.A. or San Jose. Uh, They're rebuilding. Right, as much as Bob Murray doesn't want to say that they're rebuilding, they're fucking rebuilding. They're they're literally prepared to put like six or seven rookies into their lineup this year. They're fucking rebuilding. I don't care who you are. Like I'm a fucking right. Ducks fan, and they're fucking rebuilding. Okay. Um, if you're a small market team and you're rebuilding, you're not making the playoffs this year. Don't you want to save some cap? 
Like if you're a if you're a president, if you're a fucking owner, CEO, GM, don't you want to save some cap? So I mean, I think they saved like five million a fucking year with his contract. Yeah. So I mean, for me, it was just yeah, like you could fuck what. Yeah, you could be like the Red Wings that are definitely in a rebuild, and you're like up against the cap, and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? I'd rather not do that, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's an interesting one. If anybody anybody listening wants to go see my Reddit my Reddit rant, um, my main point was it's nothing on Ducks fans. Don't single out Ducks fans. If you have a guy that you're paying eight point two five million a fucking year, doesn't matter what team you're on. If he's putting up 40 points a year, you're going to be fucking pissed, okay? I don't care yep. who the fuck you are, you're going to be pissed. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, no, it, so, yeah. We, I mean, we can, we can, real quick, before we before we end on that, I, I, we can, I think we can easily classify the Ducks as not making the playoffs. No, I think it's easy. I think it's easy. They're, all they're doing is finding out what they actually have in their young players. That's all they're doing this year. Um, they still have a solid D, and they still have a good goaltender, but... Um, you don't have enough goal scoring up front unless, you know, fucking Troy Terry puts up 40, 40 goals. I just, that is just not going to happen. So, I mean, right. best case scenario, they miss the playoffs by a couple points. You know what I mean? Like, that's best case yeah. scenario. I just, I don't see it, and I'm a Ducks fan, you know? Um, right. Oh, I mean, yeah, don't feel bad about it. I mean, I'll have, I'll, when we get to, when we get to the Metropolitan or the Atlantic or whatever the Red Wings are in, I'll, I'll have a similar diagnosis. Yeah. So. But on a positive note, uh, this is supposed to be one of the deepest drafts. This, this year was deep. And this upcoming draft 2020 is supposed to be fucking deep. So, um, if you're a Ducks fan out there, if you're a fucking Ducks fan or a Red Wings fan, right? Uh, uh-huh. you know what well, we had a well, we up. had the surprise we talked about that before but. yeah as it is looking up next year's draft will be a game changer for most of the first round and that's that's impressive that's fucking sweet so definitely definitely all right well let's let's bump over to your other favorite team the arizona coyotes i wouldn't say favorite this is a followed team this is a team that i just follow a lot and i go to games and i get shit-faced and cheer for them <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> fuck yeah um, look, they, I, I, I don't think they did quite enough to, um, you know, really like Kessel. Yes. Kessel coming in. That's some goals that they can, you know, really be proud of. Um, they, they should be battling for a playoff spot again. Uh, I agree. You know, they, I think, I think this is a wild card team. Yep. I think because they're in the Pacific, they're screwed because I think even, even with the, the turmoil that's going on with Calgary, I think it's. Again, going to be a repeat of first, second. Like, eh. San Jose got a little worse, in my opinion. We'll get to them in a second. But I think the top three spots in the Pacific are pretty much sealed up still. I don't I don't see Arizona as one of the top three. So I see them definitely battling for a wild card spot mm-hmm. for sure. So they're, they're, a, they're a bubble team, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. I think they'll be battling with... Um, fuck, they'll be battling with five teams realistically in the, in the Central. I mean that yeah. central. We'll, I think we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, it, w- with them, when it comes to the wild card and you're fighting with other teams from the central, I think you're, it's going to be tough because the, when we do the central, it's a stacked division. Mm-hmm. Like there are there's like two or three teams in the central that are not good, and even then they're still not bad. Right. It's just they're not so as good as we'll, the other. We'll see how that teams. goes. <laughs> yeah, the the central is very good. So. Yeah, um, they're gonna have to fight an uphill battle for that, but they're definitely not. 
I mean, they're they're looking better than the Ducks. Agreed. And a couple other teams in the Pacific. Agreed. So. Cool. What's For sure. alphabetical? Where are we at? Calgary. Calgary now. So do you think Calgary will finish with 107 points less or more than 107? Yeah. Um, they're doing uh, – I think even with – look, James Neal underperformed last year. They bring in Lukic. It's not going to – I don't think it's going to move the needle at all. I think they're still going to be just fine. Um, they they did that goalie swap. Who, who's their starting goalie now? Calgary. Okay. Uh, so they got Cam Talbot, I think. Does that sound right? No, that's Philadelphia. Cam, to Philly, Cam Talbot went to Philly? Cam, Cam Talbot went to Philadelphia. Yeah, they, well, they did the goalie swap. So Mike Smith went to um, Edmonton, Edmonton with Koskin in there. And then David Riddick is still there in Calgary. Um, yeah. Who did yep. they fucking swap for? Who was, who was the Edmonton goalie? <sighs> Fuck, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Calgary football game. Why would I ever search that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Edmonton and Calgary football game. Good. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Who is it? 33. It is Cam Talbot, dude. Come on. Is it really yeah, Cam Talbot? Jesus. You're fucking making me think I, I got... I thought Cam Talbot got traded to Philadelphia. No. God damn it. All right. Whatever. Fucking think I got Alzheimer's. Well, that's terrible. I, I think Cam Talbot is completely useless. So maybe maybe Calgary is not going to do so well this year. So this for me, this is this is just, this has got Koskinen versus David Riddick all over it. You know, this is, those two, you just start them as the starters. And if either of them go down, then you bring in Mike Smith or Talbot. I just, either of those guys, there's no way they should be starting. No fucking no. way. So. No, I, it's, I, and I think, I think it's going to be another year of high hopes, do well in the season because we're in a shitty division and then early playoff exit. I don't see this team going deep in the playoffs. I, because of the division they're in, they're making, they're, they'll probably make the playoffs, but I don't. I don't see this team making a deep run. For me, this is this is number three in the Pacific this year. So they're, I'm going to go under for 107. They're they're not getting 107 Agreed. again. There's just no way. I I agree. There's I mean, there's it's just this. I, I call it the Washington Capitals effect. When back in the day when there was four five team divisions and the Capitals would just whoop up on the Southeast Division over and over and over. And they would win the President's Trophy over and over and over because all they would do is just destroy the four shitty teams in the Southeast Division. They would just they they'd go on road trips and just cream uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, Atlanta, and Carolina, and they would just kick the shit out of them over and over and over. Yeah. So I kind of see this happening in the Pacific a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you but you look even two years back, the Pacific. I mean, they called it the California Swing. Right. So, I mean, you know, Pacific even two years back was, you know, wasn't a great division to be in. And that's why I think the Coyotes were bottom dwellers. And, you know, even we're even talking about them having a playoff chance right now because that's completely done a 180. Right. So, I mean, you know, sure. seeing Calgary at the top now 
uh, comparatively mm-hmm. to where they, they were way below a lot of these teams even, you know, two, three years back. Um, right. Uh, but the California swing, like, that's not even that's not even something to be afraid of anymore. Like, bat, you know, like literally almost two years ago, three to be sure, California swing was, I mean, that's a, that's a slog. Like, you're having to fight a solid L.A. team, oh a competitive God. Anaheim team. And a good duck and a good sharks team. I mean, now, yeah. I mean, you go in and you kick the shit out of the Ducks and the Kings, and then you go to San Jose for a real competitive game. You bring up like H H. So if you get the Ducks and the Kings in your first part of the swing, you bring up your AHL squad, get a couple wins out of that, and then you then you know you, then your NHLers are good for the Sharks. So that's right that's where we're at now. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So Calgary, I think I think we'll still finish third in the Pacific. I don't, they're definitely not getting 107 again. There's no. I don't think they'll even crack 100. I think they'll. I think they'll be closer to battling for a wild card than they would be for leading this division again. Um, sure. I just don't. I just don't believe um, in this team enough. Well, so that kind of leads us to our next team, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, it, so. Why we think Calgary is going to do so, like, upward of the middle is because all these next teams... I mean, Edmonton is just... Yeah, they made some decent off-season moves. Like, I think mm-hmm. I, I think they definitely they, they definitely started taking their first positive steps, but they're a long ways from success. I mean, Mike Smith is not going to be the goalie of, to, to bring you to the promised land. Yeah. Uh, James Neal... While while I do think James Neal will prosper in Edmonton like he did not in Calgary, he's not he's not leading the team to the playoffs. Right. Um, this team still has a lot of defensive problems. Uh, Connor McDavid, basic. I mean, uh, who's that first line going to be? You're either going to put Drysaddle on there with Neal, or you're going to have to throw in fuck, maybe bring in Kyler Yamamoto. I don't know. Like, there's just there's just so many holes in this lineup that. Yes, they made some good trades, and they're heading in the right direction finally with Tippett. I think Tippett's going to seal them up a little bit better. Um, I know he is, he's is he got a bad rep for being like overly defensive, mm-hmm. and I think that he says that like he was overly defensive in Phoenix because that he had to be. He had to be. Whereas he's kind of made the argument that he wants to be a little more offensive, and, th- and that's good for McDavid, but at the same time, this team is – this team's just got so many problems on defense. It, it's it's offensive core. Adding Neil does not. I mean, yeah, it's an improvement over Lukic, but it's not going to get. I just don't think this team has what it takes to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think looking at this eight team division, I think they're still they're going to be around five or six again. Um, yeah, I agree. Reason there's being, just, there, there's. Yeah, I mean, they have they do have some young defensemen who you know. People in Edmonton, around the league, people are, are excited about them. I mean, you know, it, it, they they did well to kind of bring it. They they realized, um, you know, like I, I know you really like is like a GM realized that they need they had a need, right? Um, so they did bring in some defensemen through the last couple of drafts. But look, if you expect some, you know, late first round, early second round defensemen to come in and literally be a stopgap for the bleeding that the Edmonton Oilers have been doing with their goals against. Uh, it's just it's just not going to happen. Um, sure. You know, and so Tippett, yes. So he has been defensive in the past, but because he had personnel to do that, right? So in Arizona, in, in Phoenix at the time, 
Um, you know, he didn't have any forwards. What he had was defense. Um, and so he was right. able to kind of build that game plan towards being defensive. Um, you know, you can you can let Connor McDavid go score 100 points again this year, which he will. He's a fucking stud. But, um, look, he doesn't have the personnel to be defensive. And I just think, you know, I, 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 this is a team for me that's going to be good at the beginning. Um, they're going to be the Buffalo of last year. They're going to be good at the beginning because they're going to be they're going to they're going to have that drive. Tippett's going to you know feel pretty good. The team's going to be feeling pretty good. That's second part of McDavid the year. McDavid will still shit. have hope. McDavid will have hope. He'll uh, be fresh off the golf game. He'll for, he'll forget that he plays for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. He'll come out for the first twenty games and actually play hard. And then after that, he'll be like, oh oh yeah, I'm still in Edmonton. Got oh, it. Oh okay yeah. So instead of four points a game, I'll just I'll just do two. So. Right, <laughs> like, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this team doesn't make the playoffs again. If they do, they're a fucking miracle case. Like, um, you know, I think, I think people are starting to realize the Islanders might have been a miracle case last year. Um, you know, that's that's what they are to me. But look, both uh, both the teams miracle is a yeah miracle is a long shot. It, this yeah. with the Pacific Division of how it's set up, you've got Calgary, Vegas, and San Jose taking the top three, and then. When you get to the wild card, you're battling with central teams. I just don't think they can do they're it. They're not going to. I think, and we'll look at the cent. We were prepared to look at the central, and I think I think they're even six deep. You know where that like that's yeah. oh, there's, oh, honestly there's going to be a six yeah. team that just gets fucked. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, it's Colorado, Dallas, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg are all like stand like and, given and, and, teams, and, and then Minnesota. I mean they're not great, but they can make a push. And Chicago has gotten better. Yep. Like Chicago has, they're they're lacking on defense. We could talk about them later, but I mean that's they're totally they're they're not. I'm I'm not I am not going to sit here and say that Chicago will 100 percent not make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I well I have you know that's a that's a team that I'm circling their games on my fucking calendar because you know those games are going to be six five again and that's fucking sweet. Oh, those games are great, and you can make a lot of money by betting on the over. Oh yeah, if you don't believe you, I'll just ask you. Fucking y'all rich and shit now from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. So Edmonton. Let's see. A B C D E F. L A Kings. All right. Jeez, I was gonna go all the way through. Uh, this is the worst team in the in the entire division again. By far. They're, For me, this, this is their fucking cause. garbage. They're like. Good job, Kovalchuk. Like you really know how to pick them. That's awesome. They need. They need to trade. The best thing they can do is they need to trade Jonathan Quick to a to a competitor and get some fucking draft picks and start. Accept the rebuild. Yeah. Because this team, yep. this team is not. Ilya Kovalchuk is. I don't even know what they were thinking in the first place. I don't even know why they would accept him in the first. I, I just. I've never been a Kovalchuk fan. I understand he did some good things for Atlanta and whatnot back in the day, but this guy, he's, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but like, he's got the standard Russian mentality of like, I don't give a fuck about this team. I'm here to get paid. Mm-hmm. And he's just not a team player. So, so, f- uh, so for me, I, and I think he, pr- for me, name, name five LA forwards. Name five what? LA forwards, LA King forwards. I couldn't Dustin do Brown, Anze Kopitar, Ilya Kovalchuk, Tyler Toffoli, and yeah, 
Carter. So that was the only way that I was able to get to five was fucking those five. Okay, that makes sense. And that's sad, dude. That's so... That's gross. Like, the only one that you can even say is actually a fucking NHL player. Like, Carter was good. Kovalchuk was good. Toffoli, I don't think, has ever been anything for me. Um, Kopitar, right? So Kopitar has basically been through that fucking team. Dustin Brown was good fucking seven years ago. Yeah, this team's going to be... Eighth again. There's no fucking way in shit. I and 71 points. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they actually put up less than that. They just need. They need to accept the rebuild. They need to not like try to fool themselves into thinking you've still got a core. You need to trade these guys to teams that are compet that that are competitors. Jonathan Quick would be great trade bait. Yep. You could send him to a team that's really trying. Like at the trade deadline, there are teams that maybe are trying to cement that that starting goaltender. Yep. Jonathan Quick's shown that, yeah, he's getting a little older, but he can still do it. Um, I think Carter and Kovalchuk. I, I think you, you hit the trade deadline. You, you're I, Realistically, at the trade deadline, they'll probably be around 40 points. So I think I, yeah. I think they're looking at uh, I mean, Kovalchuk, Carter. You can't get rid of Kovalchuk. Um, but both no, those guys, you can get a decent there. return for both those guys if they're kind of, you know having any kind of a decent season. Agreed. Because I, I think it's I think it's – very clear that um what's his name carter the backup goalie is uh that jack his name? campbell that's campbell that's, that's right guy. yeah campbell campbell's the way of the future i think he showed that when quick was hurt that he can take on the reins oh, yeah. so i think he just needs a better team in front of him uh but jonathan quick i mean he's just not long for the team i think i think if they if they do the right thing and embrace the rebuild they trade him and they get some decent picks yeah um and they just hit the fucking draft hard for me, if Jonathan Quick makes it to the trade deadline without a fucking injury, you f- you ship him off instantly. Yeah, right. I mean that's the be- that's the best thing they could do. They could they could seriously get some prospects and picks for that. And coming up, and especially coming up onto the Seattle draft, we'll have to we could make that our own podcast later on, maybe in the next episode, talking about like strategy of the other teams coming into this because there's a lot of teams that you can already see that are bringing in people, signing them for two-year, three-year contracts yep. because they are going to expose them. Yep. And wouldn't you, though, you know, if you're a GM, we'd be doing the same thing. That's brilliant. Yeah, That's absolutely. Great. You got, you, I mean, they're, you they're, know. everybody's learned from the Vegas expansion, yep. so they're no longer going to say, hey, take take Jonathan Marchessault so, so you can so you'll also take Riley. Yeah, God. If they don't learn from that, they're fucking... It's brutal. But... Yeah, I, I don't think yeah, LA so, is going to do. I don't even think there's going to be better than last year. I think they're going to be worse than last year. So they might have some no. health coming in, but you know, and a little bit of familiarity with Kovalchuk, and and you know, they've had a whole year to try to mesh. But and so I think maybe they may, they might go over seventy one, but I don't, I don't not by much. They're still going to be shitty. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the San Jose Sharks. Um. This, this for me, this is, I'm not as high on them as a lot of people are. Yes, you have Carlson. They have gotten worse. I mean, I I'm not, agree. I know there's some bias here for sure, but they've lost some players. Yep. And last year was their I, year. They did not, look, they didn't deserve to get to the Stanley Cup or the, the Western Conference final. Yep. Like they got there based on luck. Yep. This team, and, and then, and then they just got worse over the off season. Their biggest signing was a guy they already had on the roster. Yep. 
So all they did was lose players. Like they lost Gustav Nyquist, which I'm not I'm not saying that he was instrumental, but this team is virtually unchanged, but they lost their captain and they lost Nyquist and then they have the same roster. Yeah. I just don't I I think I mean, yes, are they still going to make the playoffs? Absolutely. It's the Pacific Division. They're top 3 team. Yep. But they're not they are not as good as they were last year and they did not deserve to get to the conference final. So I I I see a first round exit again. I think a I think a I honestly do think that we're looking at another Vegas San Jose matchup again. Yep. Um well, actually I I I disagree. So I think I think uh, well, if San Jose were to play Cal- so for me my 1 2 3 goes Vegas is one, San Jose is two, Calgary is three. So I think in sure. that regard, yes, I think I think Vegas could play San Jose in that that second round, right? Um, right. This team, you hit it on the fucking nail. Uh, you know, this team didn't get any better. This team got significantly worse. They lost their best player, right? I, Burns yeah. is a great player. I love Burns. I have him on my fantasy roster. He's a great player. Carlson's a great defenseman. He's you know, he has put up points in the past. He had a little bit of injury stuff. But um, the, the only reason when their goalies were shit, um, you know, they really were going through their slumps, Pavelski is the fucking anchor of that team, and you just let him walk. Let me, let me, let me edit what you said. They lost their best all-around player. That's fair. Yep, that's fair. Because I don't, I don't, I think... I think like there are other players on the team that are faster than him. I think there are other players that have better shots than him. But I think if you took all of the the skills that make a hockey player, he was the best all around player. Agreed. I, on that, I team. think the only the only person that would compare for me in that regard is Burns. So they're obviously yeah. not going to lose Burns. They didn't lose Burns, but you know it, it can go. I can go either way. I can go Burns then Pavelski. I can go Pavelski then Burns. Um, you lost one or two. Right, you lost right. either your best or your second best, and yep. it's just never going to work out well for you. I mean, Timo Meyer, like Sharks fans are very excited about Timo Meyer, um, and he did well in the playoffs. He he had a great season last year. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Timo Meyer, right? But is he going to put up the, even the production of Pavelski, let alone the fucking like hockey sense and and you know just being a fucking gamer? No. Yep. He gets hit no, a couple it, times Timo, a game I mean, and he shuts down. Timo, Couture, Kane, like these are, I mean these are good names. This is not a bad team. Like they will definitely make the playoffs right. for sure. It's just they got to where they were in the playoffs last year with a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. And it was and then all they did this year in the offseason was get worse. So I just don't see them being able to do that. Well, while the other two teams arguably, well, not Calgary. I would argue Vegas got better. We'll get to them in a second. But Calgary didn't um, get any worse, though. I would say Calgary stayed pretty much the same. I mean, they were playing James Neal on a third line. So if you can if you can plug sure. Lucic into a top six um, sure. and protect, you know, you you know, you move up a guy like uh, Kachuk or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, got to be a you, way. It you works. you you utilize him like a Thomas Holmstrom and just stick him in front of the net on a power oh, yeah. play, and oh, yeah. good shit will happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Calgary got much worse, and I think San Jose got a lot worse. And if if Martin Jones and Alex Stalock play, you know, Alex Stalock, I think even outdid fucking Martin Jones last year. 
Um, yeah. You know, if if Martin Jones plays like he did last year, uh, you know, there, my one, two, three is actually going to be disrupted a little bit, right? So if he if he doesn't play anywhere close to what he even did last year, uh, if he plays a lot lower than that, yeah, we're we're going to be in the same conversation with them as you know. I'm not as high on them, or I'm higher on them than I am the Coyotes or the fucking Oilers, those kind of teams. Sure. You know, I, but, there, I mean, fuck. it's Brett Burns, uh, like the guys right. that we can off the top of our head. Burns, Carlson, Kane, Couture, Meyer. Like, the, like that's enough to get you in. Yeah. But, but like, to compete, they're going to need some more luck on their side because when yep. we get to – I mean, how many teams we got left? We got Vancouver and Vegas left. Yep. So, well, let's let's move on. Okay. Let's, let's talk about Vancouver. Okay. Um, I'm excited about Vancouver. The, the thing, so the only thing with Vancouver is I see them being the moves that they made. Tyler Myers is okay. Uh, Furland is a, is pretty good in my book. I don't mind that one. That's, that's pretty solid. That gets a little bit of grit to your team. That's full of, yeah. uh, Pedersons and, and Bessers. Um, but they're not overly deep. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're not, you know, this is, this is a team that their defense is, you know, if you, if you're two best, the only two that you can really name besides Edler are fucking Myers and Quinn, you're not going to have a good time. Uh, no, this, yeah, I, this is one of those teams that I'll give, they're not, they're not going to make the playoffs, but I will give kudos to where kudos are due. And this team is in the middle of a rebuild and they're doing okay. Like they're, 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 I think they're in the positive direction of a rebuild. I agree. They have a top six right now that they can they can smile about. They can look in the mirror and they can go, okay, we we did well, right? This team in they, two to three years, is, you know, add a couple defensemen, get a goalie who, you know, can can stop a puck or two, and look, we yep. could we could push for it, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think Vancouver a lot of people. I think a lot of people forget about the Vancouver Canucks. They were a very unique situation in the fact that their fra- their their franchise player forever was two players. Right. And when you lose both of them at the same time, that is not ju- like that's not losing one guy. Like right. and you can have a couple guys step up and fill that role. Like when you lose the tandem of Her- Henrik and Daniel Sedin, that that's a line that you ha- now have to completely rebuild. Oh yeah. Yep. And and I think some of the moves that they made, so Pearson, that's not a huge move. Um, or not Pearson, it's his name. Miller. Miller, that's not a huge move, but um, he gives you a little bit of a scoring touch. That's something, someone that, yep. the, you know, everybody was high on with the Rangers for a little while, did okay with the Lightning, but they're fucking stacked, so anybody can do okay. Then they get fir- they got Furland, too, right? They got Furland, too, right? too. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're top six if you add in, um, it's that guy that was... I mean, they still have Furland. Louis Erickson. They still have, uh, you know, uh, oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Michael Furland. Birch, no, I know, yes, Furland, but uh, Berchi. So, I mean, oh, like, okay. they, they do have some options. I mean, their top six is not going to be bad. Their goaltenders no. are sketchy. Um, they do have a guy that's younger, um, you know, and, and Markstrom wasn't terrible. No, Markstrom's no. not bad. I think Markstrom is just struggling from a lack of defensive help. Agreed. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes is going to be a rookie, you know? Um, so yeah. your second best defenseman is going to be a rookie. I, you just, just There's going to be growing pains no matter what. So, yeah, they don't make the playoffs. Um, but, God, you know, it, 
if you're in a rebuild, the best thing that can happen is for them to get that experience, right? So young guys to get the experience, and they have so many young guys that once that once that team once they sign Besser, which I don't think they've done yet, um, you know, once that core is really you know around that 23, 24, 25 age, uh, you yep. watch out, this team could be pretty damn good. So, no, I agree. Yep. So uh, it's no playoffs, but this is a team that's taking positive steps to rebuild and i i think i think that they've got the pieces in place that they can start building from uh i'm really optimistic about the canucks in the next two or three years me too yeah i think they'll be right outside the the wild card with um realistically with edmonton and arizona um and that's just that's just gonna be great for them it's gonna be that's a great thing for that team so yeah yep i agree all right vegas let's let's wrap it up with the vegas golden knights Vegas, this is this is number one in the Pacific. I agree. They just they have to be. I mean, they lost Miller. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but they're just. I think they're deep. Um, they did they're so good with the so expansion. Deep. They did so good with trades. They did so good with drafting. Um, you know, I, I think losing a guy like Miller doesn't really even worry me. Uh, they have a they, they have uh, a they top lost six. That's just ridiculous. One. The only thing that. The negative that I put on them is something that I guess doesn't really affect them much, but they they traded Eric Howla, and yeah. I, it's not that it's not that that hurts them because he didn't play last year and they did just fine. Um, but I think the addition of Halla would have like I mean you could have used Halla as a solid third line guy and that would have I mean you're just three lines deep right now. That being said, this is arguably one of the best top sixes in the league. Yep. Um, especially if they move some pieces around. I personally wasn't a big fan of keeping the, the top three to, together, the standard Marcheseau, Carlson, Smith. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I, I mean, because you could argue to make, you could easily make that case that that second line of Stasny, Pacioretty, and Stone was the first line. I think that's which, your first line this year. It could be, you know, and, or maybe, or maybe they, they, or maybe they change around a little bit. Who knows? But signing, like, I was I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently on that. I it, let's somebody was talking about how Stone is arguably one of the best right wingers in the league, if not like. I, so I don't know about that. I would say he's definitely top five. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could probably argue against that, but uh, my only okay. What would you say? Top ten? I would say top ten easily. Yeah, I mean, he just okay. you know. When he's healthy, he is. I think when he's healthy, um, you know, I could I could go the other way and I could make an argument for top five. Um, but he just can't. You know, this this last year, he I think he played seventy seven games. I think that's the most he's played in the last like four years. So like, that's true. That's You're, that that's scares true. me a little bit with him. And so like it's always hard with like more injury prone guys. You always obviously have to look at um, points per game and shit like that. But I mean, you know, Kaner, Kucherov, Ovechkin. I mean, I've already got three above him, you know. And then, uh, fuck. I mean, you know. So it's just, yeah. But- I would argue. I would argue that, yeah. So you're 100 percent right on the injury stuff. But he was on an Ottawa Senators team where he literally had to do everything. Uh, but he and, was like, on I some mean, good the burden- Ottawa Senators teams, though. He was on some playoff Ottawa Senators teams. I mean. 
we hate on the Ottawa Senators because the last couple years they've been the last two years they've been bad. But um, there was there was a couple years there where I think you know they they didn't. It's not like the push that they made you know what three or four years back. Um, but they did. There was some good Ottawa Senators teams because if you have Carlson, you're probably making the playoffs. Um, sure. So I mean, he wasn't on terrible teams. Um, but this this is completely sidetracked because he literally like. He, him, and Pacioretty together are two, you know, ex-Canadian team players who the fans essentially fucking kicked him out of the fucking city, right? And it's those oh yeah, are two great. Those I think both of those guys deserve. Pacioretty for sure was a captain, but I think Stone deserved to be a captain in in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, left and right. I mean, it's just insane. So. Yeah, Vegas is going to be good. I think. I think. So let me go one through eight, and we'll uh, maybe we'll call it a podcast here. Uh, okay, so go ahead. So my what do you got? my f- number one Pacific. I think Vegas. So I think Vegas will finish number one. They got the team, uh, you know, defensive defensemen, but they've shown that they can be defensive defensemen and be successful. My my only question mark with Vegas is goaltending, but I think Mark Gardner, I think Flurry's got another year or two left in him before you see a, a horrible decline. So yep. I would agree with you that Vegas will Worst case scenario, spot. I think uh, Oscar Dansk actually skips um, what's his tits from Toronto and he's I mean, a pretty Subban, yeah. Subban got he's on a one year like half a million dollar contract. Like he's not they're they're giving him one last shot, yeah. and I don't think he's going to step up. So yeah. goaltending is the iffy one for me. But Flurry still had a good year last year. Like I said, yeah, so. it, it, there's there's too much depth there for the team not to do well. Yep. So for me, Vegas won. Uh, San Jose is still, even though their their forward group took a hit, they're still super deep on D. They need more from their goalies, but they're number two. Calgary number three. Agreed. Uh, Calgary, you know, they haven't lost too much. They've stayed pretty even, um, but I think they outdid themselves last year. So 107 is just out of the question. They're not going to do that again. Five. So this is this is where it gets a little bit ballsy. Or four, sorry. This is where it gets a little bit ballsy. I think Arizona will be that number four. Um, okay. Will they make the playoffs with being number four in the Pacific? I don't think so. But, um, you know, four is still a good spot to be in. You're still battling for that playoffs. You get Nick out experience. It's going to be good. Uh, then for sure. me, it's Edmonton. So I think Edmonton will make a step this year. I think Tippett, you know, naturally will bring a little bit more defensive game to that team. Um, and I think they they slot into that five. Um, then I, th- I actually I actually think, and this is this is a little bit of a homer thing, but I think the Ducks will will drop into that six. So I think I think the Ducks okay. will surprise some some teams. Uh, you know, their their top guys kind of had some off years. They had some injuries and things like that. Um, so I think they'll drop into that six. Then Vancouver. Um, who else? So Vancouver at seven, and then LA at eight. So, but I think I think four through. I think realistically, four through seven, you won't see. It won't be. Last year, four had eighty six. Seven had seventy nine. I think it'll actually be closer this year. So, um, those those can easily change. And then LA at the bottom, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shitstorm. Let's see how that goes. Okay. Um, mine, I've got, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Vegas 1. I'm going to go San Jose 2. Uh, everything that we've said, I mean, that it speaks for itself. Yep. I think those are obviously the two top teams in the Pacific. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on the third spot. Mm-hmm. I 
with a health with a healthy team, I think Arizona is going to take the third spot. Ooh, I like that because That's, I like it because I think Calgary downgraded. Yeah, I do. I honestly don't think their goalie tandem is going to help them. I don't think Milan Lukic. It, it, I think if they he doesn't hurt them if he is is used in the same way that Neil was in a limited capacity. If they try to lean on him for any sort of like production top six role, yeah. he's going to buckle. Yep. And I feel like that's going to be a weak spot on the team. So yep. I, I'm going to say Arizona at three, Calgary at four, because you've still got the core, which is very solid. Right. Still do, good defense. Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. So uh, I'm going to say Arizona. I think Arizona is going to take three mm-hmm. because their goal, if they can keep a healthy goalie situation, their starting goaltender I think is has got what it takes. Ranta Ranta is a good solid goaltender. And if they drop one, Aiden Hill they just signed today is actually Hill is also very good. Yeah. So that's a good one two punch. Yep. So um so five. Calgary who's five. Uh, I, I think Calgary's gonna fight for a wild card spot. Um they will maybe take it. We'll see. Um so Calgary at number four. After that, I'm gonna say Christ, this one's tough because it's either between Edmonton or Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Edmonton just because of Connor McDavid, but yeah. I don't think that team's going to do well. And I, for the record, I think that Vancouver could easily do better than them. Um, so Edmonton, Vancouver, and then uh, Anaheim and LA. Yeah. Yep. That's that's yeah. That's completely fair. I I like the three to four swap. Um, you know, that's that's for me. For me, I think we disagree a little bit. I do think Calgary's still a little bit stronger than Arizona. Um, but, you know, then from there, it's a fucking crapshoot. Five through eight's a fucking nut job. L.A. could be five for all we fucking know. Sure. That's, Tafoli, that's totally true. Tafoli could is, have fucking 60 goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Are we, are we ready? Are we going to close this out? Let's close it out. Let's fucking do it. Perfect. All right. Well, um, sorry about the delay on this on this latest episode. We're uh, we're plugging through the summer, but we're gonna come with you with these division previews and any news that comes out of NHL. Please like, follow, comment, share all that all that good stuff on the social media platforms that we're on. And we'll uh, we'll we promise to get our shit together when the the new season starts. We'll come at you hard and fast. When uh, we'll be, we'll go back to our once a week format when we when the new season starts. I ain't promising shit. Goddamn right. <laughs> Goddamn right. All right, this is us. Uh, bye bye.